It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Been a little while. Been a little a, bit. Took a couple weeks off. Yeah. Uh, got a little busy, but you know that's that's how life is right Part now. Another picking back up. Yeah, thankfully, right. business thankfully, is booming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, wow, interesting topic, right? I know that we've had some discussions off and on, kind of informally between ourselves and like some other clients or not clients, but coaches, staff, staff members, that kind of thing too, about program and movement speed, right? So yeah. very interesting. I think there's a, a, so many different ways to approach this and, and different concepts. And so uh, I'm excited to dive into this one. So um, yeah, so program and movement speed for improved performance. That's our, our main topic right here. And right. so I don't know, I guess maybe, maybe we should give a little more background about what spurred this episode. Yeah, yeah. So I guess if we're talking about performance, we're talking about specifically related to like CrossFit or functional fitness type competitions. Um, That still is a huge population that we work with. Uh, So uh, a lot of those clients of ours or patients of ours, their goals are to to be able to show up at these different events and do well or just perform well for their own sake in their own gym. But... um, you know, and the listeners know how big of fans we are at, you know, aerobic development and like really working to, um, you know, make sure that somebody we've built up this huge base. Right. And so that can be done cyclically or it can be done mixed modally where we're using a lot of different movements within there. And we've talked about on here before aerobic progressions and things like that. Um, the problem I see sometimes is that, um, in order to be really successful with this sport, you have to actually be able to move quickly when needed. And so I think too often for me, from a programming perspective, I'll program movements in more of an aerobic piece that actually the person ends up slowing down their movement, like per rep, like their speed per rep, say a burpee or say a thruster or say, uh, you know, any anything like that, um, uh, you know, a box jump or, or any, really anything that, that has more of like weighted movements, like a thruster or a burpee are the first ones that pop into my mind. Um, they end up slowing those down to the point when they that when a competition comes up and they need to actually be able to move those qu- more quickly, they're limited at their, their um, kind of speed per rep or their ability to create that force a little bit more quickly. Um, mm-hmm. So um, for me, I've been playing around with some different concepts from a programming perspective to where you know I could still include, include thrusters or burpees, for an example, in an aerobic piece. But I would include. I've been playing around with including them a little bit differently than I would have otherwise. Um, so, uh, anything you want to add to that before we kind of break down exactly what I mean by that? Yeah. No. I think. I think just to elaborate. I mean, people that aren't as familiar with 
the sport of fitness, a lot of a right. lot of these events are races, right? So yeah. it's getting mm-hmm. done first, right? You got to yep. win the race, so therefore you have to move fast. Right. And it would seem that you have to train like that if that's what you're going to do to perform, right? Right. And I think the underlying thing is that we're talking about like there's there's so many components to what makes someone perform well. Um, part of it is energy system development, right? They have to actually have the capability to to you know sustain effort at a certain intensity for the duration that's necessary. And and for me, a lot of times I would work into those progressions and program, say, something that's like a 15-minute piece that might have thrusters and burpees and rowing and something else in it. But then they end up just slowing down all of it to maintain an aerobic effort, which is which is the intent of the piece, right? It is to be aerobic in nature because we're trying to, to create those adaptations. However, me as the coach, including movements like, say, a thruster and burpee in this instance, they're performing those slower to keep their intensity where it needs to be, which actually just trains them at doing really, getting really good at doing slow thrusters and throw slow burpees, mm-hmm. which that could be beneficial potentially, but uh, in terms of making those movements and those types of contractions more sustainable in nature. However, a lot of times that doesn't help them when it comes to something where they have to actually sprint or move quickly on thrusters and burpees. Mm-hmm. It actually pulls back a little bit. It's like imagine a guy, somebody who needs to be a, like a football player. Um, I think we've talked on here the difference between sprint work at maximal effort when we're trying to increase maximal speed and then true conditioning work, right? It doesn't make sense. And I think too often in say football strength conditioning programs, they do a lot of just kind of hard running, right? Versus like true conditioning or true sprinting. And I, I think that's a little bit of a problem delineating the difference there. It's the same thing here. So I've been playing around with how do I keep, if I want to do aerobic work and I want there to be a mixed component, how do I keep the stimulus aerobic, but don't train them to move those movements really slow? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Getting back to the football, I know we've discussed before um, concept with football, right? Talked about resisted sprints versus overspeed yeah and how that can translate into maybe some other sports too like even like we're talking about like weighted bats of baseball you know mm-hmm. some things it might train you to move slow versus train to move fast right. i guess it depends on what the intended stimulus is right right so you're saying that historically you might put these movements in an aerobic piece but people would be moving slowly so you yeah, are out of necessity right yeah, they're trying right. to keep imagine a 15 minute amrap we'll just take an example where they're doing 15 thrusters at 95 pounds 15 bar facing burpees and 15 row calories mm-hmm. for 15 minutes just throwing that out there mm-hmm. or um the uh a thruster and burpee piece just like in the open that combo or thruster and burpee or thruster row calories have been used a ton in the open sure. and so they inherently are now slowing down their squat they're almost turning it into more they're, they're not necessarily being explosive on the drive up in their legs in the press. They're holding overhead and breathing a lot. Um, they're putting the bar, bar down uh, you know, more often or they're trying not to put the bar down so they just slow the movement down to keep their breathing under control. Sure. And, and that keeps it aerobic. Mm-hmm. And so they might be benefiting from that stimulus but it all isn't helping them to be able to perform you know, 2159 of thrusters and burpees as fast as possible which is also a demand of the sport. Gotcha. So in that instance, then, how are we going to do this? How are we going to yeah, so, the burpees? So what I've been trying to do is actually incorporate more 
or I've been attempting to on a few people. I'm kind of playing around with this more. Um, and, and it's playing this, Yeah, it, it is. You know, it's something it's, that, that I'm playing around test. with more on myself and some other people to see how I like it. Um, and, and I got to give a, a shout out to coach. I've heard talk about this before. He's Brandon Dorman um, in, out of Georgia. And he's, he's mentioned some things on this before, which kind of sparked my interest. Um, but imagine doing the same type of effort or overall, the same 15-minute effort, or say we're doing three-minute intervals with a small work to rest and maybe two on, one off. Still a largely aerobic effort. But within that, you program the movements that you want fast to be performed at more of a race pace, followed by something that allows recovery. So the overall effort is a little bit more aerobic. So imagine doing 10 unbroken thrusters at 95 pounds for men, 65 for females, a common lightweight, and doing that at more of a very quick one one and a half to two second rep per thruster, if not faster. Um, And then hopping right on the bike for a more of a lower intensity almost what feels like a recovery ride for the rest period moving into more fast bar facing burpees onto the rower at a nice slower pace there to allow for like the overall effort to stay aerobic but when you are doing those certain movements you are moving at more of a, a, a race type pace I got nervous here. I thought you were about to say recovery burpees yeah yeah so the end up overall the, the piece is a largely aerobic if that's what you were yeah. going for mm-hmm. but the components in there that need to be performed fast are performed fast there. Um, toes to bar is another one. People can really slow down their toes to bar and hang really long on the bar and spend a lot of time hanging there and, and, and trying to be smooth and things. Or you can you know increase the cycle speed there as well um, where you can, you can cut the kip a little bit shorter and you can work on speed there a little bit too. And so even within certain gymnastics pieces, um, handstand push-ups too, um, mm-hmm. same kind of thing. Um, you can find ways to, to focus more on kind of cycles speed of these movements um, and, and then still keep a piece largely aerobic if that's desired too. Yeah, I, I like that. That that actually seems really simple but, but smart. It seems like it work out a lot because I know we talked about before, right, if you can't maintain that output then everything just ends up yeah, yeah. aerobic, right? So mm-hmm. um, that being said, um, say you did to my do this, right? These, these three minute intervals, two on one off, you know, quick set Or something like, anything like yeah, that. I was just yeah, just, my yeah easy example there, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, quick set of thrusters with some bike recovery. Metrics. We just looking for time, time taken to finish the set. Are you checking checking heart rate? Are you yeah. trying to monitor that if you have that luxury? Yeah. So, so I think the most important for me is looking at like if you want to be elite in this sport or you want to be at a certain level, it's looking at the, the historical data of something that has you know been included in the open or include something that has a large enough data set to improve. Like, well, what? How fast are the top people moving at their seconds per rep? Mm-hmm. And like, so if you look at things that have a hundred, a workout that has a hundred burpees in it, right? Not only do you have to be able to perform a hundred burpees, um, to, to be able to, to, you know, be even considered for that time, for that kind of level, but you have to be able to perform in a certain amount of time, right? And so, so if you can't even move fast enough on 10 burpees, just from a physical or 10 thrusters, just because you don't have the movement speed capability, you haven't practiced the technique of it, um, to even keep that pace, how are you going to hold it for a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I largely approached it from like, oh, well, I need to be fit enough to do a hundred burpees and to stay consistent. And that's important, mm-hmm. but there's also a component where you you have to be able to move quickly. So for me, it's more of like I would have, uh, I would be looking at if that's the interval, uh, I would probably program it to where I would have, I would want them to take note of the time it took them to complete the individual pieces that I want fast. Mm-hmm. And the other part is going to largely be re- almost recovery oriented there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily too as concerned about that. So um, for me, it might be like, um, 
begin a set every uh, begin a set every three minutes in this instance, and I would have them complete maybe ten thrusters at that race pace, and then uh, you know ten burpees at race pace, and then hop on the bike in remaining time, mm-hmm. and then have them look and see, okay, well, what were your splits on those two things? Um, and, and that would let me know, like, are we moving fast enough on there? Um, but you know, it's it's a double edged sword there too because you you want people just to not. They, they also have, it has to be the right kind of person for this because if they end up you know putting forth great intensity or, or that or the effort needed for them to move at the speed you want them to move is largely not is, is you know difficult for them to sustain mm-hmm. then the interval really won't remain aerobic overall or you won't get the, the stimulus there so mm-hmm. I've been playing around with it I, I would say I'm still in the the early stages yeah. of figuring out how I want to utilize it but um, no, it's like been it. intriguing to, to try to look at this as uh, you know helping somebody develop that base that we want to base without teaching them to just move slow at everything yeah no i like that a lot so and and i think it goes without saying to everything else matters too you got to have the movement competency mm-hmm. strength matters as for well sure, too. For sure. and, yes. and, and you got to have some type of aerobic base to be able to last and be able to get the most yeah, out yeah, of yeah. training um and you know, we, we got a competition coming up here and what, two months? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We're we putting it out there. We're yeah, putting it yeah, out there to, right. the, to the world. So <laughs> we got to come up with a team name. So many listeners that want to help us out with that, please yeah. uh, send us some so messages. This is a, a male-male team competition that Brandon yeah. and I are going to do yeah. here in Columbia. So, yeah, but we, it's, it should be interesting, yeah. both uh, coming out of retirement, I guess. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, got a competition coming up. How how far out of a competition? So if the goal is to be able to move faster, we're going to have some thrusts and burpees and everything else. Yeah, right? yeah, so some going to happen. So how far out should we start? How long do you expect for this to take for someone to develop the speed and accumulate that specific type of mm-hmm. fitness, I guess you call it? So I think from a speed perspective, we probably could be working on this more year-round versus mm-hmm. like in a specific prep because the you're not necessarily – it's like sprint work, right? You know, I think the problem with a lot of times why you have so many soft tissue injuries and other issues, that's a whole other issue, but in, in say football players, is they don't sprint enough year round right it's just like oh get to camp and then all of a sudden here you go you know go play right Mm -hmm. Um, so I think elements can be done throughout the year where you're focusing on maybe movement speed as as kind of the emphasis there and I think aerobic development largely happens more in an off-season type uh, you know training block so um, I think you're working on those two things hand in hand um, pretty far out and then for me when I talk about prepping more for a competition you know, I'm thinking more than from an energy system prep, uh, you know, at least, you know, four to 12 weeks, depending on the person, right? I can put a big range there for a reason. Um, eight seems to be a pretty good number for most people, hence why Joe, Joel Jameson's book eight, eight, eight weeks out, uh, and why fight camps are typically eight weeks, because mm-hmm. that seems to be a good uh, a good round number for a lot of people, but each person's going to be different. And at that point, then your movement speed work, hopefully you've done a good job of, of practicing that and developing that and also hopefully you've developed a ton aerobically or developed more of that base and now it's about putting those things into something that's a little bit more competition like and and kind of working down the spectrum um from a duration standpoint and more up the spectrum i guess from an intensity standpoint and and finishing more in what that people would term glycolytic training threshold training yeah whatever you want to call it the the stuff that just sucks the stuff that burns um that you probably shouldn't be doing all year and then you hope we can carry that movement speed work into that type of setting and hopefully your aerobic base has allowed you to uh, you know be able to repeat those efforts because that's a big part of this sport is being able to repeat those higher efforts and that's sure recovery from that larger aerobic sure I like it, man. Short, sweet, actionable content. Always, always good to pick your brain. Always yeah, yeah. I love people to try this yeah. out and let me know. So, it's like, yeah. instead of on your next aerobic 
more mixed aerobic day, if you have something like that in your program, circuit type day, you know, pick certain things to try to work that where you, where you want to move a little faster and then find ways to incorporate more of like a cyclical recovery piece within it and see if the overall effort still felt aerobic and you felt like you could still, you could, you know, work on both things at once. And then, uh, you know, yeah, shoot me a message. Let me know what you think. Love it. And as always, if you haven't already, be sure to check out our Patreon. Um, all, the, all the cool PTs are doing it. Everybody's optimizing and improving their outcomes through patients. That's patreon.com slash betterfastercases. We'll link that in the show notes. Hope you all have a great week. This is a Better Faster Podcast. We're out. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialists. One patient per doctor physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.